This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It's time for another Friday edition of On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Myself, Jake Bakovin, and of course the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland here on a Friday to get you into your weekend and really just uh, bring you up to the baseball game as uh, the Huskers uh, get their baseball season started tonight against Sam Houston. And uh, first pitch is set for around 6.30. You're going to have to get ESPN+, Plus, but uh, I feel like ESPN... Uh, is going to get a few more subscriptions today because people are pretty pumped up about baseball starting. Uh, and I think part of that, too, is that the basketball team has let them down and uh, and they're kind of moving on to tr- to hopefully a winning product of, of Nebraska baseball, which is, of course, coming off the Big Ten Championship. Um, so that's kind of what I'm interested uh, more than anything from hearing from you guys. Let us know on the Hunt of Lake and the Hotline, 402-464-5685. And uh, maybe you can watch both of them, and you certainly can um, uh, watch both teams tonight. But if you had to pick one, which game are you more interested in tonight? The Husker basketball game against Maryland at Pinnacle Bank Arena or the Husker baseball team getting their season going against Sam Houston? Uh, and I'll start the, that question off for you as well, Strick. Which game are obviously I, I don't know if you're set up for the uh, if you're going to do the hoops post game with me tonight. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the game because I got a report on it. But uh, uh, how about you? Which one would you be a little more interested in? Uh, I definitely would be a. Um more interested <laughs> in seeing how they're going to recover from that bad loss. So, yeah, I think I'm going to be watching the the basketball game, trying to see what, how it's going to go. Um, definitely baseball is, is, is great. I mean, hopefully I know the weather is lovely. Uh, I do have ESPN plus, so I, I could watch it, but you know, I, I think I got work to do, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. And for the, for the Husker, uh, basketball team it is at least a home game uh against maryland uh and and the the terrapins aren't having the best season themselves either so i guess you would call it a winnable game uh maryland go at 11 and 14 3 and 11 coming into this game um and johnny holiday of course a long time has been coming on the uh on the ticket for quite some time with dp and stevens and and you know going back to those days he was in studio this morning so that was kind of cool he's the uh, maryland's play-by-play guy um who's been a staple on on the program and now he's in Lincoln, checking Lincoln out. So that's very cool stuff. If you missed that, uh, go to the podcast page later on the ticketfm.com. Uh, but again, these are not um, these are not the hottest teams in uh, in the league, I suppose. If you look at the last 10 games between the two of them, they have one win, and that was Nebraska beating Minnesota. Um, so somebody's got to win tonight, uh, and, and hopefully Nebraska can get it done. It, does it feel like there's 
a lot on the line for Nebraska. Do you still kind of sense the the bitterness, the the bitter taste from the Iowa loss, where uh, once again you kind of bring up the the buyout and the talk with with Hoiberg and all that stuff. It seems to die down a little bit. Maybe even the baseball team winning can kind of quiet it for him a little bit. But ultimately, I know Nebraska basketball fans are going to want to going to want some results. And um, as silly as it sounds, you know, three or four wins in the Big Ten sure is a heck of a lot better than one. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at it. That's true, but you, you can't overlook Maryland. I mean, you we've talked about this before. You've got to right. be able to take care of your home games, no matter who it is, when it is, how it is. You've got to take care of the majority of those. They haven't done very well at home. The one thing I think that's the biggest contrast between them and the women, the women have taken care of their home. They've done what they're supposed to. They don't, they don't do as well on the road, and, you know, that's understandable. You're going to lose some of those games, but nonetheless, they've taken care of home, 14-1 and record. Uh, obviously, the same hasn't fared for the Huskers, and you've got another opportunity. You've got a chance to um, – you, you always want to bounce back. I mean, you don't want it to be compounding, and I think that's what we've been seeing with them. It's been like a, a compounding – aspect of of just bad losses and not playing 40 minutes um I, I don't think you can settle anymore for not playing 40 minutes uh, yeah. for the rest of the season I mean win or lose you can't settle you can't settle for just playing 30 minutes or playing 25 minutes or having a long stretch where you don't score for 10 minutes in the game I mean I, you just can't do that anymore I, that's I think at this point it's unacceptable. So I think you can't overlook Maryland. Maryland, shoot, they gave uh, number three Purdue everything they wanted on Sunday. You know, they, they're they 3-11, and 11-4, but they only lost by one point, and that was by Jaden Ivey's three with 13 seconds left in the game. So they almost pulled off a big one. I don't think we've seen that from the Huskers. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can you 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 you've gotta you've gotta realize that this team is they're just as hungry as you, and they have a better record than you. So if you come in here thinking that they're you're just gonna be sweet and soft, and it's gonna be all cool, and you're gonna play pretty, and you're gonna take another L, and we're gonna be talking about you bad the next day. Yeah, and, and it's fun, uh, <laughs> at least for one for one reason to watch Maryland come in is for Fats Russell, one of my favorite names, at least, in the Big Ten. Fats is a good name. And he has actually played Nebraska, I believe, against Tim Miles all the way back. And, you know, guys seem like they're playing for like seven years now. I think he's one of those guys uh, that when he played at Rhode Island actually went up against, um, you know, some of those uh, better Tim Miles teams. So, uh, you know, and, and he can he can put it to you. There's a few guys, um, uh, Eric Ayala and Dante Scott kind of being the other ones averaging double digits for this Maryland team. So they've, they've got a few ways to come at you. They just, they're kind of like Nebraska in that they, they don't really do anything too well that, that, that overwhelms you. Uh, and so if you're Nebraska, you know, you got to take advantage of that. Like you said, I, I know the home crowd might not be um, packed in there, but sometimes with a, a sparse crowd can be some loud guys. So at least, you know, kind of, yeah. you can kind of get somewhat of a hectic environment, I suppose, uh, with, uh, with, with fans, actually individual fans that can be heard hopefully that's not the case hopefully there is a crowd a little bit there at pinnacle bank arena but it's an eight o'clock tip um you know it is friday night so you hope that that some people are are kind of made their weekend plans around it but it's hard to imagine and that's why um if you're trev alberts you're watching these things closely specifically that you know uh, i i think maybe that type of result might be just as important as the the in-game result tonight is is have has he lost 
has Hoiberg and this team kind of lost the attention of Husker Nation altogether? Um, you know, a lot of those season ticket holders we hear for off the text line just aren't interested in going anymore. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad. And hopefully, you know, a, a win, I, it doesn't take much to get them back, really, though. You know, you, you win two in a row. And I and I, I would think that Pinnacle Bank is, 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 is going, you know, pretty strong again. Uh, and hopefully they can get that going. As part of the, the deal of, of getting out of the cellar, you got to beat the teams right above you. Um, before you can, you know, th- compete with Purdue, and, and, and hopefully you compete in those games as well. But um, I, especially with the, the Big Ten tournament around the schedule or around the corner, you kind of think, man, it would at least be nice for Nebraska to get a tournament win. And, and you know, at, at this point, obviously, with just one conference win, any win means anything. But if you could beat Minnesota and Maryland, um, that could show that you that despite your record, um, you have a chance to, to get off the mat in the Big Ten. And, of course, um, there are there are those, you know, they, they played a, a difficult schedule to start with, um, all top-heavy, you know, Big Ten teams. So, you know, maybe at the end of the day, at the end of the season, this isn't the worst team in the Big Ten, and they can kind of make up for it. But you, you can't be losing home games to Maryland if you want to be, you know, in that contention, it, it, you know, even just to get, uh, to get better seating in the tournament, if, if anything. You just don't want to be the bottom team. That's That's embarrassing. I mean, I used to wrestle back in junior high, and that was one of the things about wrestling, right, is you want to be able to wear your opponent down, you want to be able to take them down, and then ultimately secure the pin. And securing the pin is is laying all of your weight on a person to be able to make sure you keep their shoulders to the mat, right? That's what Maryland's going to be coming in here trying to do. They're basically coming in here trying to say, we know we're not very good this year. We know you're very bad. You're not looking very good. We're not going to make you look better. And we're going to try to beat your tail and get one on the road. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that's that's the mentality they're coming in here with. They have nothing to lose. I think also another thing is 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 that even though there may not be a lot of people in there, your play can create the atmosphere. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was saying, you know, Back in the day when we were younger, you used to want to go out to the every weekend. You was trying to find out where the hottest spot is, where the club at, you know, where the club that's popping. Right. You wanted to have the best atmosphere. And if there was nobody in there, you was kind of salty about it. And, and you was trying to make a move to where the next spot was. Right. Yeah. Now, as we get older, we've matured. Me and my friend was talking about it. We're like, listen, we don't have to be in there where the spot is popping. Now we create the atmosphere. Right. We're the vibe. So wherever we are, whether it's two people or 200, we're going to create the atmosphere that we want. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They can do that. That's what I'm trying to say for Nebraska. I don't care how how many people in there. If those that are participating in the game be able to bring those fans that are present, you can create the atmosphere and make it whatever you want to make it based on your play on the court. So Maryland's coming to pin you down because they're trying to keep you on the mat, whereas you need to create the atmosphere that you want it to be by the hustle, by the scrap, and by the way that you play the game. That's how it's going to come down. And if you if you don't do that, then it's going to be a rough night for you. Yeah, and, and hopefully we see that again. I mean, that was kind of the, 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 the for just a brief moment. You were you know the first ten minutes against Minnesota, you thought, okay, the message set in. These guys are you know they're, they're scrapping. They've got everything going. I mean, they're they're giving it their all. Um, and 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 again, I I, I hate to question. Um, you know, effort 
at, at certain points, but that's where you, that's, I mean, when you can kind of compare it to what you saw against Minnesota, that's where you can kind of question it, right? Is because that looked different. That was a different product than what Nebraska has kind of been showing at times this year. And a lot of it's about pace. I mean, you, you, you talk about it too in your NBA career, not necessarily rising up to, to throw it down. Cause you got to go back on the other end and defend an all-star. You don't, you know, you can't give you, but you know, for these guys, you know, it, it is about pace at times, but you'd like, love to see um, that effort and th- that kind of just intensity to, to, like you said, don't, don't rely on your home environment to get it going. And that, that's kind of what it, that kind of what it's felt like a lot of times too. And, and uh, there's even been talk, I, I suppose, uh, you know, on message boards and Twitter about, you know, Nebraska basketball fans need to do a better job of this and getting their team up and that the, the basketball team needs, I mean, that's, it, it, it that's usually right. what it relies on is the basketball team getting the crowd going. Once the crowd's going into it, um, then, then you can kind of get that extra juice um, based off of them. So, you know, hopefully that's what we see tonight. It, it's kind of, cool too mark turgeon is uh is obviously no longer with maryland uh he he left the the team early on in the season when they were five and three um it just seemed like things were were turning the tide he wasn't appreciative of um kind of the the feeling around the maryland program and the maybe the disrespect for him he was coming off maryland was 17 and 14 last year 9 11 uh, 9 and 11 in the big 10 um and he's a guy that's that's interesting obviously uh because he's out there and open and he's had success at texas a&m and maryland for what it's worth even though um they kind of got a kansas coach yeah he was was at kansas too so yeah yeah and and i think and he's got a a connection here in lincoln i can't remember exactly what it is sometimes i think his grandparents or somebody um live in lincoln so um it that's that's just a name that a lot of people have kind of one of the first names you'll hear if you start talking about well who would it be if not hoiberg well mark turgeon's available he actually recruited me like did he really I, I, i received i received letters from him they they kind of got off of me when uh, they signed Rex Walters when Rex Walters transferred in. Oh, okay. That was kind of when they got off of me a little bit because they knew they had secured that position. But yeah, they they they, they came after me a little bit, and and then uh, actually I talked actually talked to Roy when we were at Kansas, and you know he was just talking about my the appreciative of the way that I play the game and how hard I play the game and. Boy, I sure wish you could, you know, we could have got you here. But, you know, he told me, he said, when, when we signed Rex, I just, there, there was there was no way we could bring you in at that point. So, I understood. Did you make the Jayhawks pay for it in your career, or did they get the better of you? Do you remember? Uh, I mean, we, we, we got we got, we got got a little little something on them. Yeah, you know, we, won, we, won, we, we, we would normally split with them. Yeah. Um, I think I think probably in my last year or two, they, they, they probably got us, but. We uh-huh. always played them tough. Actually, almost we almost got them a few times in Kansas. Just came up short. You know, they they were they were pretty tough. Yeah, those those Roy Williams Kansas teams were always really fun and and, and tough and, and incredibly talented. I mean, uh, that I guess does make you maybe feel a little bit better is the the quality of player that they brought in uh, that that maybe made a move off of you. But that's Kansas. I mean, they they had their pick of the litter. It seemed like at that time, and 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 you know, kind of still to this day, um, they're a big time program. The other, I mean, speaking of Kansas, the, another Kansas connection. Danny Manning is uh, is actually the, the the interim coach. Um, for the Maryland Terrapins, did you have any run-ins with him? I mean, did you guys your yeah. your, your careers? Yeah, we played. Yeah. yeah, he was with the Clippers. He was with the Clippers uh, for a period uh, before he retired. So yeah, and actually, I, I've talked to him a few times, especially when I was refereeing, because I used to referee those those high-level circuits, and of course, all the coaches would be there. So sometimes I'd see a lot of those those coaches from those high-level coaches, and even himself, and 
I'd see them at the games and stuff and, you know, get a chance to say hi to him every now and then. So yeah. he was at Wake Forest at that time. Well, that's know, right. We were, yeah. Last time I remember he was talking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that didn't, that was kind of surprising. You know, he, he was kind of, uh, he paid his dues as an assistant on the bench. And I thought a lot of people thought that he was, he was going to work out at Wake Forest, uh, maybe getting another chance here at Maryland to kind of revive that, but not the, not the best situation. Usually interim situations, uh, aren't, uh, off the text line, somebody, uh, uh corrected me there. Andy corrected me. Mark Turgeon's parents live here in Lincoln and they're great people. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what it was. I knew there was a connection, uh, one way or the other with Mark Turgeon. So, uh, that, that's maybe something to, to look out for just in, if, if a move is made at the end of the season, uh, which who knows if there will be or not, but uh, certainly, um, you know, it, it's it's weird to say that games like this could factor into it, but this is, um, and, and again, it's no disrespect to Maryland. It's just where they are in the rankings and in the standings and where Nebraska is. Um, this is the this is the opportunity to show you have any you know fight in you still, um, and in in Maryland's going to bring it like you mentioned they they you played Purdue to that that close you got to think that they're really hungry thinking they could that they're 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 right there they should probably have the confidence that they're coming here to get the win in Lincoln I mean everybody's got to look at Nebraska's record and think well that's the way game we can get um, right so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't want to be that guy I'm telling you I mean there's. We always looked at that. You you don't yeah. think people look at that? Yeah, they look at that. This is one we can go get. Yeah, you know, let's let's go get this. Yeah. You know that we looked at those. We <laughs> you talk about I mean? we talk about overlooking teams, and I think maybe that's for like high. You know, like maybe like a, a Purdue was coming in, maybe they'd overlook Nebraska. But for those bottom, like maybe if you're you're struggling as well, and you see a bottom of the, it, it, is there less of a overlook and more of a this is this is where we jump on it type of idea. That was that was the metaphor of why I said the, the wrestling, yeah. the mat. Like, when you're on the mat, I'm trying to keep you pinned. I'm trying to keep you yeah. down. And so, yeah, that's that's part of that, that whole deal is why I'm trying to do that. Yeah. No question. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see the intensity that Maryland brings as well tonight. And again, uh, if, if you, you know, at, at that point in time, maybe you'll know a little bit where, about where Nebraska baseball is doing because that game, uh, Nebraska-Maryland tips off around 8 o'clock on BTN, just in case you don't want to make the trip down to Pinnacle Bank Green. You can check it out on BTN. ESPN Plus, again, is where you'll find Nebraska and Sam Houston, uh, part of a four-game uh, stretch to open up the season for the Nebraska baseball team. Obviously, defending champs picked by the coaches uh, of the Big Ten to win once again uh and so they, they get that thing tipped off or, or, or started first pitch uh tonight and uh hopefully the the momentum can can go over from the the team last year a lot of new faces in there uh you know different lineup but i know they're pretty confident especially uh with the power that they've had they've been hitting more more dingers they've been able to play uh in the grass i mean it's been a wonderful again today nearly 60 degrees so i know they're not here but um uh they've been able to go outside and, and hopefully that will give them a little bit more of a jump start than they've had in previous years um, to be able to hopefully sweep Sam Houston. I, obviously, that's the goal. But even if it if it's not quite that, you know, win that series, uh, win at least three to one. Uh, they even have a doubleheader tomorrow, I believe, is when the doubleheader is, and one of those games will be a seven inning game, which is always interesting and, and, and always a, a difference between baseball and softball too, right? Is you know kind of a different pace for your 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 manager to to kind of get his pitching rotation going, and uh, you know it, it just kind of feels like in a seven inning game. I don't know the fifth. It really kind of hits you, I believe, somewhere in like the fifth inning or maybe the four, even middle of the fourth, where it's like, "Whoa, this game's almost over. We can't be <laughs> lackadaisical here. We got to start. Uh, we got to start uh, making the push now." So uh, that's always kind of interesting. Well, I mean, they short games. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the thing about the Beer Cats is that they, 
they they own the series lead. So oh yeah. So Nebraska can't go into it looking and thinking that you know this is all easy and it's gonna be just cakewalk. You know they own they own the series lead um, against us at six to one, and Ooh. the last two games that they won was eleven to ten and uh, in two nineteen and ten to nine uh, in uh, two eleven. So they've won the last few against the Huskers. So they got to go down there, you know, looking. Don't don't go down there, you know, smelling themselves and thinking that okay, yeah, we did this last year. This team is this team kind of owns you <laughs> a little bit right now. Well, that's yeah, been I the- know it's history, but you know. History is history. Yeah, it is, it is there. I, I know the team that's been a big push from this team. You know, just listening to the guys from up the middle, you know, ticket weeknights here, uh, Cam Chick and Bryce Matthews, you know, it's been big to kind of say last year is last year. They had a very unceremonious um, ring ceremony, if you would call it that, not a ceremony. They got their Big Ten championship rings, I think, at uh, 5, 5.30 in the morning right before practice, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't this whole, this big ordeal. So uh, it's kind of interesting. That's been their very big business-like attitude going at it this year, but it's also confidence. I mean, they they, they didn't shy away. Will Bolt didn't um, from um, talking about hosting a regional and hopefully a super regional this year. I mean, that that's uh, that that's big words, you know. That's a, that's a big goal. Um, even jumping over from what they did last year, um, obviously that would be that would be improving. And, and um, you got to repeat as Big Ten champs. It's uh, you know you've got the target on your back now. Last year they kind of came out of um, I wouldn't say nowhere, but they weren't picked in the in the preseason poll by the coaches to be in, finish in the top six. Uh, this year, everybody from the from the get go is gonna know Nebraska baseball. If you get this win, this carries some weight for your, your you know your RPI and all that stuff. So um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. And thank God baseball is here at, uh, in Nebraska. Husker baseball and Husker basketball tonight. Uh, cool little double header for you if you're a Husker fan. Uh, just in general uh, tonight here on uh, on a Friday. Uh, coming up next here is Chris Bassnett of the Lincoln Journal Star. We'll break down the Husker basketball game with him. Maybe get into baseball. A little bit as well. Also, the college football playoff is staying at four teams, so we'll get his opinion on that. Everybody's got an opinion on the college football playoff, so we'll talk to Chris Bassin, the Lincoln Journal Star, coming up next here on the blog. 